0614-104-0303. This is the Morning Drive on News Talk WVMT. Welcome back to the Morning Drive, everybody. Kurt and Anthony here on this snowy, snowy Monday morning. And joining us online now is Major Scott Detweiler from the U.S. Army National Guard. Uh, good morning, Scott. Good morning. How are you? Great. Um, so uh, how's everything going, Scott? Uh, it's going well. Thank you very much for having me on today. We appreciate it, as, as always. So, Scott, tell us about what your role is, first of all, with the Army Guard. I know that you are uh, the prevention coordinator. Tell us what that is what, and what it entails. Sure. So this is a brand-new program that the Department of Defense is rolling out across the Army, the Navy, Air Force, all the services, uh, including each state within the National Guard. And here in Vermont, it's the Integrated Primary Prevention Program, a lot of words. Uh, but what it means altogether is that we're really focused on looking at assessing where, what are the things that lead up to uh, self-harm or interpersonal violence like suicide, sexual assault, domestic violence. What are the factors that contribute to those things occurring, and how do we um, mitigate those factors so that down the line we can prevent those things from occurring? Okay, and and so this is something new. It's 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 something new with the Department of Defense, and was Vermont one of the first states to start implementing this? We were. So this stems largely from the uh, unfortunate tragedy of the murder of Vanessa Guillen uh, in April 2020. Following that event, uh, there was a big Fort Hood investigation that occurred, uh, and they found that Vanessa Guillen had been sexually assaulted and harassed prior to her murder. And so it really highlighted for the Department of Defense the escalating nature of these crimes. Following that Fort Hood investigation, Secretary Austin uh, initiated an independent review commission uh, to look at the sexual assault program across the DOD. Uh, Out of that independent review commission came 82 recommendations, one of which, uh, or a few of which, included the standing up of this prevention workforce across the DOD. Uh, so that was in uh, late 2021. The resourcing was written into that false National Defense Authorization Act. And by October of the next year, I was one of the first uh, such coordinators hired across the country in the National Guard. And, Scott, how will, how will success be measured? Yeah, it's a great question. So what our team is doing right now is we're looking at assessing the prevalence of specific risk and protective factors as identified by the Centers for Disease Control. So these are the things that, uh, that could lead to either sexual assault or, or suicide. Those are things that we really view as cancers of unwellness. And so if we can uh, attack the, the root causes of those uh, cancers, then, then we'll be making progress. So over time, what we'll want to see is a decrease in the prevalence of those risk factors. Uh, Then we'll want to see a decrease in incidence of those uh, crimes like sexual assault or, or, you know, the extreme uh, suicide. And if those things drop together, then we'll be able to say, yes, we are making progress in, in preventing these things from occurring. 
So I would uh, suspect that there must be a, um, a kind of a robust mental health uh, initiative in, in combination with this, with, uh, with what you're working on. There are many things in combination, hence kind of the integrated part of our title. We work closely with our mental health folks. We work closely with our chaplains, uh, with our financial counselors, um, and then even, you know, our physical fitness folks. Uh, so that we can create as holistic approach uh, to this as possible. Um, Scott, how closely will you, obviously you're a major in the Vermont Army National Guard. We're talking about also uh, the Department of Defense. How closely will you be working um, with the Vermont Army Guard on these issues as opposed to what's the Department of Defense role in this? So this program is standing up you know, the way we describe it is at every echelon. So we're running at the state level uh, for the Vermont Army and the Air National Guard. We work closely with National Guard Bureau, who's coordinating the same efforts that are occurring throughout each state National Guard. Uh, but then you also have Big Army uh, running it through the headquarters department of the Army, the Air Force running their program, and then it, it's all coordinated up to the Office of Secretary of Defense level. Um, so it's it's happening at each tier or, or echelon of the services. Do you uh, do you get together with I would say neighboring states or or uh, other other state uh, guard members and kind of compare notes or what? How, do you network at that level? Yeah, absolutely. So we work closely with our neighboring states. The the National Guard frequently organizes us into regions. There are seven across the country. And that's how they organize everything from state emergency response, like power outages today, uh, or, or just networking among sexual assaults or equal employment or our prevention programs. So we work closely with our other Region 1 states that includes New England and New York, uh, as well as New Jersey. I was going to ask who we're, who we're, we're uh, I assumed New England, but so it's us, New York and New Jersey, and that's Region 1. Absolutely, yep. We're going to take a quick break, and if you have any questions uh, for Major Scott Detweiler with the uh, Vermont Army National Guard, uh, Mackenzie Country Classic Hotline will be open. It's the Morning Drive on FM 96.3 and AM 620. News Talk WVMT. We're working on the chain gang here at WVMT's The Morning Drive radio show. And we're continuing now our discussion with Major Scott Detweller with Vermont's Army National Guard. And he is also the primary, the prevention coordinator in a new program with the Department of Defense called the Integrated Primary Prevention. And Scott, what I want to ask you too is is about um, the general public. We usually think of jobs with the with the Guard or on t- these type of things are always only for people in the military. But I understand in this case that uh, there are positions that are open to the public. Can you talk about that and how, if someone was a member of the public and they're hearing this, what jobs they can apply for and how they do it? Yeah, so uh, there are a few different ways you can be full-time with the Vermont National Guard, and a couple of those are, as everyone imagines, they would be as an active service member. Um, You wear your uniform to work every day, and... You're either an active guard reservist, AGR, or um, on a temporary status of that same nature. 
Um, you can also be what, what we are on my team, which is referred to as Title V. It's just kind of how the money, the laws, and appropriations for how we're funded. But we are fully civilian federal employees. Uh, so the same type of status that a post office uh, person or someone who works for um, ICE or something like that um, may hold. So, um, so those positions um, are fully civilian. We have one that just closed with our sexual assault program uh, a couple weeks ago, and we expect both the sexual assault program as well as my prevention program to be growing a bit in the next couple of years. So um, if folks are interested, we'll certainly encourage them to keep an eye out for that, that growth and those opportunities. All right, we got a call for you. Let's go to the phones. Good morning. You're live on the morning drive. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning, Major. Uh, quick question for you. Uh, I'm an older vet, 74, 74 years old, but uh, I wonder how long, you know, uh, do you work with the state of Vermont or have somebody that lobbies for veterans benefits in, the, in Montpelier, such as taxing veterans benefits or uh, you know just advocating for veterans in the state capitol uh, the other thing is that uh, I didn't realize until a short time ago is like I'm 80 percent disabled service connected that if I die my wife no longer would receive that benefit or you know that's an awful drag on the minds of a lot of us veterans out there is this anything that you're involved in or advocate for? Thank you. Well, thank you for your service, sir. Um, so not exactly. We do work with the states from my program um, to coordinate with the Department of Mental Health, the Department of Substance Use, and to see uh, where we can plug in to support their efforts that they're doing in communities because we recognize that in the National Guard, the majority of our service members are citizen soldiers who are uh, fully integrated with their communities and uh, often just drill with us one week in a month and, and two weeks a year at, at a minimum, uh, if not more. So, uh, so they're in their communities the majority of the time, and we need to meet them where they're at. For those veteran services and other questions, uh, yes, there are entities connected with the National Guard. Um, that work with the state legislature, both for veterans' benefits, um, as well as to help veterans navigate uh, setting up, you know, transition out of military service, but then also preparation um, for what happens, um, you know, when, when we die eventually and, and how to prepare for that. So um, there are, if you go to the Vermont National Guard website at vtguard.com, uh, you should be able to identify some of those resources for you within the state. So, uh, Major, talk a little bit about how different this is for the Department of Defense. I mean, off the air I asked you about, you know, suicide and, and suicide prevention, but talk about how this structure is really completely different than than the norm. Yes, yeah, so in the military we've, been trying to prevent sexual assault, equal employment um, violations, or suicide for a long, long time. Uh, and we've taken different approaches in each of those ways, but often segmented approaches uh, where we're only focused on each one of those issues individually uh, as different programs or offices. 
what we're trying to do now is to create this integrated approach where we're looking at, as I said, what are those common factors that can contribute either to a sexual assault or to suicide ideation, and how do we affect that? A metaphor that's often used is a river, and how do we look as upstream as possible? If we're downstream and we see pollutants coming down the river, um, you know, milk cartons or, or things like that, it does little good just to pull that out of the river downstream as opposed to looking upstream and what's contributing to those things entering the river at the first place. What are policies that we can put in place to reduce that waste, whether it's um, specific programs or education that we can do um, or practices that we can implement? Um, so that's our approach, and it's the same approach that public health has used in communities for a long time to reduce smoking, uh, to influence the wearing of seatbelts and other public safety measures, or, or even to, to combat COVID just a couple of years ago. We're talking to Major Scott Detweller with Vermont's Army National Guard. He's Prevention Coordinator uh, with this new integ- integrated primary prevention workforce. Uh, Scott, what will members of the IPPW uh, do on a day-to-day basis? You guys are good with the acronyms. I already got it down. <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, I thought yeah, IPPW so right was, was, was easier than saying the whole phrase. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. It is, it's a mouthful. Um, so the process that we're in right now is a needs assessment process, and we're trying to establish what is our baseline prevalence of each of those risk and protective factors. And, you know, because this is a new program, we're designing a lot of the tools that we're going to be implementing as we go. So it's a very deliberate process. Uh, right now we're looking at survey data results from command climate surveys that we uh, initiated and administered throughout this organization. Uh, so we're looking at what those results tell us. We're conducting focus groups uh, within certain units to see what kind of data we can get from what those folks are sharing. Uh, and we'll distill all of that down to those risk and protective factors, and that data will tell us uh, where we need to focus our efforts uh, coming up here in the winter and spring. Each year, the DOD requires us uh, to publish a, here's another one for you, a Comprehensive Integrated Prevention Plan, or SIP. Uh, and for us this year, it'll be due in March, and then annually thereafter, uh, in January each year. And so this is something that uh, will be public, that we will share, uh, and that we'll be working to implement uh, year over year. Major Detweiler, just a couple minutes left. Um, when we talk about uh, harmful behaviors, um, obviously harmful, serious harmful behaviors, including I know you mentioned sexual assault, harassment, retaliation, domestic abuse, child abuse, uh, neglect, and suicide, what are some of the risk factors that go into that, and what are some of the protective factors? Absolutely. So the, we're looking at things as seemingly benign as stress, um, but stress that adds up over time. Uh, we're looking at toxic leadership or passive leadership and the effect that that can have within an organization. Uh, and so those are just a couple of the risk factors. Alcohol use, binge drinking um, also contributes to that. Protective factors have a lot to do with connectedness, cohesion, um, and, and those things that are, are really about just comprehensive wellness. Uh, and so a lot of what my team will be looking to implement is how do we work 
comprehensively across the organization to just make sure that our service members are um, thriving to the greatest extent possible. Because if you're someone who is well, then you aren't going out and harming others or looking to harm yourself in any way. Uh, and so it, it kind of sounds simple when you say it that way, but um, that's really where our focus will be. Um, the uh, when will be the la- when will be the first benchmark when you'll be able to look at some data out of this and determine um, how things are going? If, well, if this is working, be, yeah. When March will have that plan published, and that'll be kind of ground zero for us, and then each year. Uh, the DOD has built this into a, a system where we're re-looking at that data every single year. And so, you know, as I met, just described, our members aren't with us often. Uh, they're in their communities the majority of the time. So we'll see incremental, very incremental change, probably year over year. But this is an effort that's going to be five, ten years in the making to really, truly measure uh, significant change over time. Got it. Thanks for being on the show. That's Major Scott Detweller with Vermont's Army National Guard. He is the prevention coordinator with the Integrated Primary Prevention. Uh, Major Detweller, thanks for being on the morning drive today. Thank you for having me. You betcha. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to check in with Fox News. Rich has the headlines. And then when we come back, the Democratic uh, candidate.